Well, I wanted to start off by saying that I apologize to you and the listeners if I if it's I'm like clearing my throat a lot. I have a little bit of phlegm. Yeah. Do you remember last year during the winter when I went on a huge search far and wide for a dehumidifier? Yes. It was like a big part of my life. And like, I don't know, I I can get very easily consumed by things. And I got very, con- this is not a sexy intro conversation, but there's a lot of dehumidifiers out there. It's really hard to pick one. I finally bought one at Target. The first time I used it, like a black fuzz appeared in the thing. And I was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> if it's, it's something. And now it was like, like, it looked like a mold, you know? No, oh, okay. I'm just looking at your black cat and I'm like, oh, this is his fur. <laughs> Yeah, no, but like if it's something in the air, I don't, I don't know. I should, I don't know how it works. I don't know. I don't understand science, but last week it was math. This week it's science. But yeah, it, it's really just that because we have such a dry heat. I need to figure it out because I don't want, you know, my baby to be suffering. But I don't know. I should be suffering. No, I feel like the weather, too, like I've been like super congested in the morning when I wake up and stuff. Just like not feeling a hundred, but so if you hear me clear my throat in this episode, I'm not proving a point. I'm just just cough. I, I actually coughed a few times when we were warming up. That's what yeah. I call our, call our gossip sessions. Yeah. <laughs> recording. I've never called them that until right now, <laughs> and that's essentially what they are. Uh, but we, we in in addition to just talking about our ailments. We're here to talk about the show Survivor. Welcome to Idle Chatter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ashley. We're here to break down episode eight, Betrayedar. Oh my god, I was very excited when I saw the title. I was like, oh, I can't wait. How does he have these ready? Because he had Betrayedar and then what was the one? Mergatory? Mm. Like, I'm sorry. He wrote these down before he went on the show. Am I wrong? Yeah, he probably did, but that's smart. It is smart. I feel like it's something I would try to do, but I wouldn't sell. Look, Max is being so bad. He's about oh, to. I- oh, look at him. Look at him leaping. No, you so would. Yeah, I-, I would. I But I wouldn't be able to pass them off authentically. I would be like, my betrayer is going off. Like, and then. So proud of yourself as you said <laughs> it, like gloating. I love when you see me think of a joke on the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just so proud. Hey, you know what? There's a difference between confidence and arrogance. You're just you're you're just happy with yourself. <laughs> you're feeling confident. Uh, okay, but real talk, real talk. Episode eight, more than halfway there. We get on the island. It's day fifteen, and what is happening? Evie is kind of on her apology tour, or as she calls it, the relationship recovery tour. And uh, you know what? I actually really liked this. And usually I find like these tours disingenuous, but I, I don't know. I liked when she was like, I know I was playing too hard. I can admit when I've made a mistake. And there was just, yeah. I thought like a level of humility, you know what I mean? And then Definitely. she, I thought the same thing because exactly like a lot of the times when they go on those tours, it's, it's like calculated where it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go and like get this person. Like, and yes, like there's an element of that when you're when you're doing it, but she's admitting her mistake and like trying to switch up how she plays. 
I also had like a heartwarming moment here because she talks about she's like trying to approach everybody. She compares it to the high school lunch table when nobody wanted to sit with her and she was just left alone with our tray with her tray. I said our tray because of the story I'm about to tell. Ashley, like one of our formative moments in our friendship was when I joined your lunch table in high school. What grades were we in? I was in ninth grade. I was in ninth grade. Oh so my you god. It was you- and I welcomed you, I'm sure. Yeah. Because I feel, I feel like I was I'm not gonna say I was nice. I was in general I was nice, but I feel like I could be a dick sometimes. But like I feel like I wanted to be friends with people. Like I randomly like I feel like I randomly kind of befriended you. No, you were super nice to me and like you burned me that my chemical romance CD and like I guess I don't know if it's my freshman year. Maybe it must have been my sophomore year, because freshman year, I don't know when the lunch table switch occurred. But and by the way, if you're listening at home, it's just a funny story. Like I got kicked out of my lunch table because like I gossiped about some of the people I was friends with, and <laughs> they called me out on it. And I was just like, "Yeah, sorry, I did it. I gossiped. Like whatever. Sue me." Very much like Evie, you know. You were like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> thing. Let's let let's relationship recovery." Yes, yeah. Didn't work. But I didn't recover my relationships. I just found new friends. And I, I learned my lesson. I didn't gossip about y'all. But no, I was going to say, you burned me on my chemical romance CD. And then on um, one year for my birthday, then this is like my my memory. Like I know you have a really good memory, but sometimes I do. You guys decorated my locker and you specifically made me this like birthday sign on like a lime green paper. And I like hung it up in my bedroom. Oh my like, God. That's so nice. It's I actually forgot about decorating lockers. My memory is just like not like wasn't that wasn't that fun? Yeah, that was fun. Except for I never got mine decorated because my birthday is like a week after school ends. That's extremely on brand for you. I know, right? (laughs) Oh, okay. So the lunch table, high school lunch table, Evie. Okay. Um, (laughs) there's another sad little moment where she was like, "What happened to the Yasa turtles?" I know. Well, I will say, I just feel like this breakdown, I mean, okay, I get where Xander's coming from because, like, you know, Evie and Xander immediately when we get back from tribal, like, embrace and, like, whatever. But Xander is thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, some shit was exposed. Like, you know, Evie did tell Deshaun about my idol and stuff. And then Evie kind of does a good job. She's like, listen, like, you said the phrase. I knew that people were going to know that you had an idol because they would say phrases you know it would be figured out so like maybe she could i don't think she was being disingenuous either i don't think she played him i think she was playing you know what i mean kind of played him though and she's not going to tell him because at that point they they knew xander would be their next vote yeah well i mean time will tell time will tell well like well, tiff and liana and evie were going to vote xander out if they went to tribal again they just no but i think then when xander said he was willing to play his idol for her i think that's when things changed for her though oh at that point i believe things changed now but yes yes. at the time when she told deshaun she really didn't have like pure intentions no, you're right. You're right. You're right. He wasn't trying to build that bond with Deshaun. Right. But, but for Xander as well, it was for herself. 
But at some point, I forget who Xander's talking to. I want to say it's Liana. But she's like, yeah, she played you. Like, her saying that stuff about her, how you're her little brother. But, like, she was saying that after he had offered her the idol. You know what I mean? So I think, like, her calling him that was a genuine moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. People can change their minds. Well, and it's just interesting, too, because, like, yeah, in Evie's, like, you know, relationship recovery tour, like, she talks to Liana and stuff. And, like, I feel like Evie was very, like, surprised and kind of burned by that because that's the thing I don't understand. Like, Liana really was Evie's number one. And then all of a sudden she you know was going against her and that i feel like that was strange like i'm wondering is like is there anything we didn't see or like you know perhaps like i feel like maybe like that summit really just was like a moment for her where she just like you know bonded to shan so quickly yeah she could still she could still work with Evan, but it is a game it is a game so like i can't like necessarily falter for it i mean am i disappointed about what happened last week no because now we have to listen to sydney talk about how the, she's the shit and Xander was safe, so and he got to keep his idol, so I'm happy about how that played out. But yeah, it's I liked starting off one. I like starting off the stra- with strategy talk, and I like starting it off in the daylight, not like directly after tribal night yeah, footage. We got like 30 seconds of just Xander and Evie like hugging after tribal, but it wasn't a whole like to do with the whole tribe where it's night vision and like i can't see who's who yeah exactly but yeah and then i guess in her apology tour you know she's talking to everyone and she does talk to deshaun and he he basically he does not want to work with the old yasa he does not trust them like they're the ones that wrote his name down yeah so it's and we get we get a lot of Deshaun in this episode. I have some thoughts on him and Shan and that that whole situation. It was a little fiery. It was fiery, and I will say I ultimately side with Deshaun, but Shan had some like interesting commentary. I loved when she was like, "I need to make him feel like I'm listening to him because he's a man." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, she just said it like you know, like a man. Like I, <laughs> it's it's so it's so true. Yeah, but not that I like necessarily like agree with her like strategy on what she wants to do in the game, but how she's handling people, she's very. I will say like her being a pastor and like the things she said, like how she needs to juggle, you know, all these people's you know thoughts and opinions and like can ultimately convince them that her way is the right way. Like, I feel like she she does an okay job at it. She's aware of what she needs to do, but sometimes I really think she gets in over her head. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's she overplays a lot in the end of this episode, but before we before we get there. But we're going to go to a reward challenge, and, uh, you know, we're going to get graced by Jeff giving us another behind-the-scenes play-by-play where he is hiding an advantage in the sit-out bench, and he is just gleaming with pride. And what I I was like, this reminds me of like a dad on the former take your daughter to work day, or which is now take your child to work day, or like he is like hosting a field trip or something at his job, and he is just gleaming with pride, like telling us the kids at home. It it made me feel like. 
it made me feel like that's typically like a producer's job to like hide the advantage but Jeff was like for years he's been like begging to do it and they're like all right you can finally do it you can finally hide it and he's just like yes (laughs) um just I don't know why I why I noted this but I think it's cute when they take a boat ride to the challenge and when we see it. You know what I mean? And Jeff Jeff does too. He said, bring in the boats. Exactly. I guess guess that's why I liked it. Yeah. Because Jeff's enthusiasm. God, if only we could all be as enthusiastic about our jobs as Jeff. Do you know what I would have such a hard time with? Because the behind the scenes that you need to keep in mind and not you Ashley but you the listener at home is when they're in transit to tribal or to a challenge they are not allowed to talk to each other so you just have to sit there quietly or like walk on a path quietly that would be torture for me and for you oh, oh my god absolutely well and that's like that's how we get our live tribals because people might have had these thoughts on the walk or they didn't get to talk to their buddy before the walk started. And they're like, I got to do something at tribal. My eyes would be darting around. I'd be like, I, 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 you can't see it. You can't see it through the speakers of your phone or your computer. But like my eyes are darting around. Like try to yeah. try to motion. And I would come up with like a code system. like Or what, uh, what is it called? The, the code that everybody, Morris code, but with blinking your eyes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would get distracted and not be able to count the blanks though I don't know. oh I my think- god if you were so I'm just being silly now but if, if it was a if it was um a blood versus water and it was like two siblings or like a husband and wife that like they knew sign language or something yeah that'd be really interesting um okay yes we like the boat rides and we have a reward and I, I loved I cackled at the way Jeff said it because he was like the winners are gonna get grilled cheese back at camp the losers are gonna get the smell of grilled cheese oh, Jeff, <laughs> back at camp he burned I will say when he said the winners are gonna get grilled cheese my only note was there better be fixins were there fixins there was chips and, and like, he didn't... I like when Jeff says soft drinks, because who the hell <laughs> calls it a soft drink? Like, it's just not, like... A They're not giving Coca-Cola free advertising. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but I don't know, like, I would say a soda or something. Well, like, soft <laughs> drink. Like, that's, like, just, like, that phrase. So, like, there were other things to go along with the grilled cheese, and I feel like he just was like, oh, you get grilled cheese. And I'm like, I feel like it was strategic, in like this oh this season's so hard like you're not getting a whole feast with all the fixins you're getting grilled cheese you know and like soft you're, drinks you're yeah he's not going to mention the soft drinks and- do you remember when mountain dew was a sponsor yeah yeah never forget um yeah grilled cheese sounds good as fuck well when this when this challenge is rolled out and we see there's you know like swimming blah 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 and then there's a puzzle at the end and matt my husband was in it was immediately like i recognize this puzzle i know exactly how to do it and somebody else did as well mm-hmm. <laughs> before we get there though they have to do the the rock the rock thing again where they draw because they're going to divide it divide into teams and somebody's going to sit out and eric erica draws the gray rock again and xander the sweet prince i don't care what his motive is it's still nice offers to switch with her 
But, like, okay, I think he was doing it to curry favor with them, I guess, you know, be like, listen, I'm a nice dude, which honestly, I feel like doesn't really ever go well, though, because people are always just like, you're doing this to curry favor. I see what you're doing. So go ahead, sit out. And like, also, I still don't respect you. So like, whatever. But maybe like Erica might think it's sweet. Who knows? But like, also in my head, I'm like, he has to think that maybe Erica got to go to exile last time. What if after he does this switch, Jeff is like, oh, the gray person actually gets to go with the winning team or the gray yeah. person gets an advantage or like, you uh-huh. know, like, I feel like he had to be thinking. I also, and I mean, to an extent, I don't want to give him too much credit, but like he had enough sense to come up with Betraydar. So, I mean, I think he is using his brain. I also feel like, I mean, I could be wrong, but like, I don't think Erica's going to win this whole thing. And I think he knows that too. And he is like, this is a jury vote. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think is, you know, and because he also knows that he has the idol if he needs it. So like, yeah, people might remember him doing this, this nice act and be like, we need to get him out. He's a threat, but not after like a few days, you know, they're going to move on to something, somebody else. Exactly. I mean, honestly, there's some other like loud voices that are like definitely drawing some negative attention that we'll see later in the episode where I'm sure Xander is just like loving it, taking the heat off of him. Now, and, I mean, oh, no, I was going to say, and it, it's so sad throughout the challenge because Xander does look around the bench for an advantage, but he doesn't find it. And oh my God, it just as excited as Jeff was to place it. He's so excited to pick it up at the end and put it back in his pocket. Yeah, seriously. You know that Jeff has that right now back in his mansion in Los Angeles, like <laughs> hanging up on a wall somewhere. Like, yeah, um, see this? I hit it so good, even Xander couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But it's cute. Yeah, but I will, I mean, honestly, the challenge, I feel like there's no point in really, like, literally, they just have to, like, climb up something, dive off of it. Some of them have to go get a puzzle piece, swim to a boat, do a puzzle. So I feel like we can just break down what the teams were. Yellow is Leanna, Shan, Heather, Tiffany um and nasir then blue is ricard danny deshaun erica evie and one thing that's notable that comes up later is these teams are basically the same teams that got to go to the merge feast last time the only difference is xander is not on yellow and and nasir is where nasir was previously over at blue and Erica had been on exile, but really like these, so these same people, whoever's going to win, they're going to get double food, basically merge feast and this, or they're, they're not going to get anything again. So that's interesting to note. I thought the main highlight was at the very end, Evie solves this puddle in an instant. And she's like, I remembered it from edge of extinction. I, I glued beads together and I practiced it in my house. I feel like, I don't know if necessarily, I feel like she was saying, I saw this on edge and they sucked at it so bad. And I was like, I understand this. I can do it. And I had beads and I just did it. Uh, I I see what you're saying. Like, I think she was just like, I like, 
I don't I don't think she solves it in an instant then, but I feel like she was like, no, like this makes sense. And I was like, well, I, I bet I can do this. And well, yeah, because because when Matt saw it, he, he this is, you know, this is not how my mind would work, but he he saw it. He, he remembered it. And he immediately was like, you put this one here, that one there and that one there done. And I was like, yeah. oh, OK, I think that I I I do some like tangram kind of puzzles and stuff. And I feel like this. This one looks easier to me than the ones where it's a bunch of like Tetrisy ones where you need to form like a block. Mm-hmm. This one made more sense to me because it was like a pyramid. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We'll ha- we'd ha- we'd have to say I still haven't done the puzzle, the tree that we won from Outplay Puzzle. You did it. You completed it and took a video of yourself doing it, and you sent it to me. And I feel like I started doing it one day, but I was like, I started to stress in the beginning and I was like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, I was just going to shout out Outplay Puzzles. We won their tree puzzle and yeah, I did it. And it was so hard. It was like almost embarrassing how long it took me. But yeah, it's fun. If you, if you like, if you need to get a gift for a Survivor fan in your life, it would be a great place to start. Their handle is Outplay Puzzles on Instagram. Yeah. We should have a survivor like party one day and we should get some outplay puzzle things and like make teams and like do a challenge, but also imbibe. Yeah, no, that'd be a lot of fun. And get a breadfruit. Oh, that mean that around. that's a given. That is a, that is absolutely a given. I still stand by I like the breadfruit chips. They were good. They weren't bad. Yeah, I like them. Okay. So this is where it gets a little bit interesting in the food conversation of it all. Before we get there, Shan and Leanna and Xander are talking. They talk about getting oh, out. Actually, I have one more thing to say about the challenge. Oh, please. Yeah, so Blue with Evie wins instantly. Um, Nasir is a beast at swimming. And just the way he like hops up on the boat and like pulls the boat to the platform. I was just like, oh my God, Nasir's so good. I just, I will take any opportunity to like compliment Nasir. Sorry. No, he is. I I love watching Nasir play this whole game. We'll talk about it more. Yeah. Shan, Xander, and Leanna are talking about getting out Evie. Yeah. Because Leanna and Shan are crying about the food and stuff. But Shan does say the cry gives her some clarity. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what she needs to do. And yeah, she she goes to Xander and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Like, I don't know if he's necessarily like uh, 100% on board, but I think he's going to tell anyone that he'll consider it. Absolutely. Nasir gets some papayas for everybody to eat. Ugh. Because he's the best. He's he's the best there is. And uh, we get some banana etiquette, if you oh, will. Yeah, throwback. <laughs> papaya etiquette never forget um it's from when when james and it was it here is heroes versus villains right yeah he has uh more than his fair share of bananas and, there, and it was yeah. poor banana etiquette it was just so funny at that tribal and he was just like jeff i learned something it's, it's about <laughs> banana etiquette you know apparently when you get yourself a banana you need to bring some to to the rest of the tribe like i didn't know <laughs> well like honestly it's like one of the cardinal rules of survivor like don't fuck with the food yeah. don't take more than your fair share like it's a whole it's a whole thing um and basically what happens is 
Nasir prepares these papayas for the people who do not get the grilled cheese. They come back from their reward, and Ricardo's like, I want to try a little piece of papaya after he had already eaten the grilled cheese. And Shannon's pissed. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I see both sides because, like, to me, I'm like, oh, I'm on Survivor. I'm on Fiji. Like, I would be interested to try a little piece of, like, ripe, fresh papaya. Yeah. But read the rim. I definitely would be interested, but I would never just grab it. And I would also maybe frame it as, oh, Nasir, where did you get the papaya? Like, I'd like to try that sometime. And then maybe someone might be like, here, have a piece. Like, we have three whole papayas. We're not going to eat them all right now. And they're going to get nasty in the sun and, like, ferment. Maybe we'll get drunk. But Um, just kidding. Do you remember I read on Reddit that Brandon Hans tried to, like, ferment fruit and, like, make, like bootleg alcohol yeah it's amazing uh i i made a tweet that i made a tweet i i tweeted something that i thought was really funny and it only got one like it's a it's a gif of nazir and it says papaya poppy oh my god i'm gonna retweet it to my few followers thank you after the papaya take screenshots of them and put them on our instagram where we have more of a following that's a good idea. I'll try it. I'll try it. Although I do, I mean, I don't know. I do find if like one plays well in one, whatever. It's, we don't get into the inside baseball, but okay. Papaya gate over. We get into the immunity challenge, and no, papaya gate's not over for me. Okay, go on. I, I have I have a comment about it. So Shan's like Ricard, like no, come on, like you just ate blah blah. blah. And Shan says something that I've been wondering about. And she gave me a little insight where her head's at that I that I had been curious about because she has the core four, which is her, Deshaun, Danny, and Leanna. She said, you know, he's my number one, but like, you know, he can't be acting like that. I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay, so Ricard still is your number one. Because we just did not see too much Shannon Ricard after the merge. So I was wondering where her head was at with that whole ricard thing like just like liana kind of kicked evie to the curb to go with the core four where did shan stand with ricard but she still she calls him her number one in that moment but then she's kind of like but like the papaya thing kind of rubbed me the wrong way and then ricard mentions yeah like you know shan like how about him and shan are like playing together and stuff but you know he went to the merge feast he went to this reward like he fears like is she becoming resentful so it's kind of just like a gray area you know are they still number ones or like you know there is this seed of doubt like which way is it gonna go with their relationship yeah i i retweeted something tonight that i thought was funny the this person's uh handle is maddie fresh 24 um he has i i didn't know this i just like clicked to their profile to be like here's this person how did i see this where did i come across this he has a uh gossip girl podcast called the lonely boys i think that's pretty funny oh my god um but he he tweeted watching shannon ricard these last few weeks makes me really appreciate how malcolm and denise were able to play a whole game together without ending up completely hating each other yeah and you know that's one of my all-time favorite alliances and friendships mm-hmm. of all time when well, it just like begs the question too like it's just like kind of like with friendships and stuff in your life sometimes like are you together because that's the only option are you there because familiarity or is like this what's meant for you like are they meant to be aligned or like was it just because they happen to be 
the last one standing over on green like who knows it's a it's a totally fair question are you ready to get to the challenge yes we got a twist got a little twist jeff asks if anybody any individual person wants to sit out in exchange for a single portion of rice or option two multiple people can sit and they get a big ass bag of rice for everybody to share and heather is like we got it we get our first heather moments this episode and heather says uh how many is multiple and jeff's like well let's negotiate which like oh my god cut to the chase nobody cares but like i get so jeff loves do, do we not remember angelina and they're in the, in the rice bargaining and she's like i got this like i can like I can debate or like whatever I, I can, yeah. I can do this and like, look how that worked out. So Jeff, Jeff enjoys this, but, and I will say like, they do see what the challenge is and it's the famous, you stand on your like toes with a block. You're like, you're in like a wooden structure and there is a yeah. block on your head that you need to like stand on your tiptoes to like keep up on the beam at the top so Mm -hmm. they know what they're getting into so they are a you know they can look at this and jeff does say you know if there's anyone that maybe thinks that they're not going to do well like that might and like that is a very good point and in this moment i will say like there are some people that i just like figured would not perform well and they should kind of just be a sacrificial lamb i think that i probably would like uh, there are certain things i know i couldn't do like say like the one with like the blocks last week with your feet and stuff like i know that like you need to have like some sort of core strength to do that i would not be able to do that so in the, that you case, know a challenge you'd be best at and this is an old school challenge we have not seen it in quite some time but they used to do a memory game where like there'd oh. be covered items on blocks oh i i play along when <laughs> when, when whenever they do those yeah the cover items or like where you have to memorize colors and like repeat them or memorize like it's like shell like yeah armor like i feel like it was back in the day when they like like warrior kind of things it was like armor like sword or something yeah like yeah no i feel like those definitely i i wouldn't sit out of that because i would stand a chance but if it's something that i think that i would fail at i feel like why not just make myself look good well, I wasn't going to win anyway. Speaking of challenges, I don't want to get into this story, but you know the challenge where like they have to get as pass as much water into the one bucket to another. Like when you're like playing with someone, you toss water from bucket to bucket. Yeah, or it's like yeah, like grab like you fill your bucket, and then you throw it, throw the water to another person. Yeah. And you're tra- okay. And it always ends up with people like wringing out their clothes to yes. get more water. Oh, you know, I do not have a reliable washer situation. And like, I don't know how you're supposed to wash blankets, but like our friend Christy gave me this like adorable fleece blanket. We use it for Lucy's stroller and she threw up on it. So I had to wash it. I washed some other stuff. It retains all of the water so that my washer becomes unbalanced. Once something, once the clothes are soaking wet, I don't have a spin-only cycle, which is weird. Okay. Okay. So I I have no choice but to either un I to rebalance it 
or just start from scratch, but I can't because it's already so wet that it's just going to get worse. So like everybody's going to be like, well, did you ever try this? No. The only solution for me was to hand rain every single item. Wow. So they're like just... So they're just like drenched still with water. They're not. Yeah. Like- and I know what you're thinking. Why don't you just put them in the dryer? I literally, they were so soaked. I would have had to put them in the dryer 10 times. And it was the wow. baby stuff. So I didn't want it to go. Like, I didn't want to get messed up. And so anyway, like Matt and I had no choice but to rain out every single item of clothing into a bucket. And I literally felt like I was doing that survivor challenge, oh trying God. to fill the bucket with water. Oh, my God. I sorry. Anyway, yeah. Hey, it's it's not as uh not as easy as it looks, huh? But okay. So who? So what happens? So they start out. They're like, oh, can we sit out two people? And Jeff's like, how about seven? They settle on five, and the first person to step forward is Shan, and she's like, she's I'll, doing the negotiating. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I'll I'll step out. I'll do what I have to do, and then ugh, nobody else volunteers. And then of course, sweet 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 Nasir steps forward. He is like. I hate seeing these guys starve. I love him. I, I wrote my notes. Nasir steps out because he's a hero. Crying yeah. emoji. I thought Shan, Shan did it too. And I'm like, that's fine. But like Nasir is the hero we all want and need. It's different because like he did it reluctantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, Xander. Well, then Jeff, Jeff's like no one else. Like really? Yeah. Like you're trying. We need to get to five. I thought it was going to be over. At one point, Shan turns around and she's like, Ricard. And he was like, I don't think I'm safe. Like, mm-hmm. And so then Xander steps forward. And he's like, Jeff, what about four? I'll step up if a fourth person joins me. And then finally, Ricard joins the four. It just makes, I will say, I, I guess something to note is Jeff mentions that Spencer has the longest record for this and it went for like what an hour and 20 minutes or something like a long time so in my head when i thought this was gonna last a really long time potentially i will say i was like what the fuck heather like you're really playing under the radar like your name's not on the chopping block really no one's talking about you like and who knows like maybe that's just what we're seeing I just, because of her past performance and challenges, I was like, she's not going to win. Like, you would think that, she, like, that would definitely keep her safe to be the one of the ones to volunteer. Like, I really thought that. And I was like, what the fuck, Heather? You're really not going to volunteer? A hundred percent are people who feel safe. Like, Danny's name has not mentioned been mentioned once, which now that I say that that's shocking because one he's a physical threat he's smart he's in the uh, in the nfl and i we've talked about this before i don't care for this argument but some people do he doesn't need the money you know what i mean if you if you get deb deb my mom over (laughs) here she will tell like she gets very like he doesn't need the money oh like they're a doctor or they're this and i'm like well, it's a game like and who knows what they're gonna do with the money like i don't know like you don't deserve money just because you know what i mean like it might be compelling at the end but like at the end of the day i'm i'm not rich by any means but a million dollars is like not that much money by the way i i tuned into uh bryce's instagram live after the episode before we got on and it was him and wendell and wendell's wi-fi kept freezing and bryce was just like 
You have a million dollars. Get better Wi-Fi. Oh my god! I was like, I don't have a million dollars anymore. Like, I definitely like that's definitely gone. But like, I mean, obviously, like he has his like you know he's on like HGTV and shit, like streaming on Discovery Plus. So like, I you know he has that Discovery Plus fucking money, like just like Guy Fieri. <laughs> like one day he will be Guy Fieri level, but different. I hope. Well, in the home home renovation, like yeah base you know Mm -hmm. not not flavor town but no okay so the four of them sit out and the challenge is super short (laughs) it was no hour it was a mere four minutes which is really wild and like it makes me wonder is it a comp i will i don't know i just feel like danny like is in fantastic shape and like i would expect him to like be able to last longer so I feel like maybe they really aren't exaggerating about how like not fueled they are. Although he did just have a grilled cheese. Like, I don't, you know, but is that enough? Like, I don't know. I just wonder, like, are they not doing as well? Or like, are they really like that depleted? Maybe it was windy. But no, yeah, it's a good point. So I, yeah, I just don't know. But like, I don't know. I feel like something has to be going on for four minutes to be Mm -hmm. it, you know? And Evie wins immunity, which is, like, it's fun when somebody who needs it wins. And then it's fun when everybody's plans get foiled. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was very happy that Evie won. But it's just funny. My notes, I, I literally was, like, I was, like, why is Heather not sitting out? She's not going to win. And just, like, the fact instantly Deshaun is done before he even starts. Erica and Tiffany go out. I, I think this is within the first minute. Danny goes out. Leanna drops. Like, I don't know. I feel like they really maybe are depleted because, like, there are a lot of, like, strong-looking people that are just down for the count. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just like Danny and Leanna are in, like, really good shape. And, like, it looks like something they could excel at. And, like, they're down right away. So, I don't know. But Heather and Evie are the only ones left. And I'm like, you know what? Like, fuck me for counting Heather out. Like, like she very well could have won. Mm-hmm. So shame on me for being being a dick. But yeah, Evie wins, and I I was very very excited about that. I feel like you're gonna have to talk me through a little bit of what comes next mm-hmm. because there was just like a lot of conversation. This is always a little bit. I feel like hard. I took. I, t- I feel like I took some good notes on it. All right, so let's hear it. I can guide you and like I'll I'll share my thoughts and then you can let me know what you think. So <laughs> which is the, the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um so we get back and Leanna says to us, I think, that she wants Xander to like play his idol and then they're gonna vote for Tiffany. So she's basically like, I'm gonna go to him and make him flush his idol kind of which is kind i i think what she does she you know i think she does warn him like maybe you're on the chopping block but like yeah let's vote tiff but like she doesn't i i don't think she explicitly says he's on the chopping block but i think she like intentionally wants to give vibes that he's in danger a little bit so he's gonna flush his idol and i just don't like i don't know why but i feel like after last week i'm like wow you really still think you're calling the shots like you know like you still think you can act yeah like i don't know but xander's just like oh okay like so i it's hard to know what they're actually thinking but then they all speak which is shan liana deshaun and danny and nasir 
And they talk about the, yeah, Tiffany and Xander thing, Tiffany and Xander thing. So then Nasir leaves and Danny is like, listen, what if we do Tiffany and Nasir? And I'm like, oh, no, you do not. Take his name out of your mouth. McCray. I was, my mind was like very blown and confused because on my DVR, it's like Survivor season 41 episode 8 and you like it like will list like quote unquote actors you know on like your Xfinity and it says Jeff Probst Brad Reese Danny McRae and I'm like is that Danny and, and Brad who got booted but it was alphabetical order that, that's yeah. why but I, I was just like Brad really huh um, but anyway but like no Danny you do not bring up Nasir's name in, on my watch but so at that point then Deshaun, Shan very much to Danny is like, no, Xander's more dangerous. Xander's more dangerous. And Deshaun comes up and is saying he agrees. And Shan pretty much just like shuts it down and like will not listen to him. And Deshaun does not take kindly to that. Like to us, like he, you can tell he's like getting very fed up. So um, I feel like they all leave the beach and then this is more in like the jungle. He speaks with Shan. And he's like, listen, if we're going to work together, like, I need, he, they, he kept saying a certain word and I wish I wrote it down. Absorb, like absorb what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, he does. That's basically it. They repeated the same word a lot, but something like, like, I need you to, to listen to me and hear me out. And like, and Shan, this is where she said, yeah, like I tell Deshaun, like, you know, I'll listen to him. Make sure he feels fully heard as a man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like okay Shan I see you you yeah. are you are correct but so yeah Deshaun's not really happy about this Shan's kind of playing the game and I think she genuinely does care about Deshaun but at the same time like she needs to be the puppet master you can tell mm-hmm. um, at this point then Shan goes and tells Xander and whoever oh yeah we're gonna write Nasir and then they tell this someone tells nasir in front Shan of tells nasir oh, Shan, she's the one that oh yeah okay this one she's the one that says it she's like, yeah i told them your name and nasir's like <sighs> i loved his reaction he was just like oh no let's not let's not do that no, i don't not. like that so rightfully nasir is like irritated like exactly like who are you shan like you if you are going to throw someone out as a decoy you need that you actually are aligned with which shan is she was defending nasir to danny and deshaun however like you don't put him out as a decoy if you know that other people are actually saying his name because things could flip really quickly so that's not smart and that really just outs you is like thinking you're calling all the shots Mm-hmm. If you feel confident enough to throw someone out there like that so then sh- i think shan is like okay yeah like no we'll actually go back and tell them heather so then shan goes and tells xander heather and this is where xander says that his betrayedar is on i appreciated him picking up on that mm-hmm. Because I, it seems once he picks up on it, it seems fairly obvious. Like, oh, of course they pick up on it. But I feel like we've seen this time and time again. And most people are just like, okay, yeah, yeah, Heather, Heather. But he's yeah. like, the fact that the name changed is 
there is was, suspicious. There was a little nod. He's like, okay, like I'm really listening to what people say. I'm scouring through the code. And like his, his profession is app developer. So <laughs> so little, little nod to that. But yeah, then at that point, Xander and Tiffany talk. And he's like, I don't know, like I heard Nasir, like now it's Heather. And Tiffany's just like, well, you know, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to go talk to whoever about whatever. And Tiffany goes and, you know, scrambles around. So at this point, this is really where we get, besides earlier in the challenge, oh, you got something? I, I liked when Tiffany was like, I'll work with anybody. If there's a crab that wants to come to travel tonight, I'll take him. Yeah. No, Tiffany's funny. And I, I do like, I didn't like Tiffany when it was like back on Yasa and it was like Evie and Leanna like picked her over Xander and like they voted Boche out. Like mm-hmm. I was irritated at that point because like that was the day Tiffany really fucked up in the challenge and made them lose. So I didn't like her, but she's funny. And like, I don't know, like I, you know, I love an underdog. So like, I like the three Yasa underdogs. Like I, I, I've really grown to like Tiffany at that point, but yeah, she, no, she's, she's funny. Yeah. She says earlier too, she, like when, when there was like no food, she's like, I'm 47 years old. Like give, give me something to eat. I also noticed that at one point, just one of the many, many conversations, Heather, again, more Heather says that Shanna's the one that's telling people what to do. So at this point, it's not just, just Deshaun noticing it's Heather. Like this is yeah. becoming a narrative. We know that Ricard has picked up on that too. So, and if if you watch the preview for next week, it seems like that's all going to come to a head and it's. Well, what happens, this is like, I appreciate Heather defending herself and she makes a very good point because Erica, Shan and Heather are talking at this point right before tribal and Shan's like, okay, like, yeah, I, I told them your name and Heather's like, why would you tell them my name? You need to come to me if you're going to tell them my name. What if they both play idols? Like, did you think about that? Yeah. No, clearly she didn't. So, like, that's where Heather knows, like, you know, these people don't really have my back or, like, Shan's running the show. Nobody wants to be uh, – yeah, I mean, she didn't handle it right. But also nobody wants to be this the name that the person gets told mm-hmm. as the dupe. But it's got to be somebody. Yeah. Anyway. No, but, like, I think that if – if you actually are working with people and you you're going to be the name, like it does need to be a discussion at that point. Why would Shan even like, why wouldn't Shan maybe lie to Heather and say, yeah, yeah, they're voting Nasir. Tell Nasir they're voting. You know what I mean? Like, I also didn't like at one point she kind of does a cop out. She was like, I was just repeating what I heard. And it's like, "Eh, you weren't though. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the heat is definitely going to be on her next week. And I'm, I'm okay with that. So we get into tribal, and uh, I, I, there, Jeff, you know, they're talking about the the challenge a little bit, and people who sat out, and <laughs> I loved when this year was like, I mean, I have flat feet and chicken legs too. <laughs> I could have won. <laughs> Love him. He is so cute. I, I really didn't like think any of the initial tribal conversation was that interesting. What gets interesting is Jeff's like, all right, well, let's vote. And Heather was like, wait a minute. Can can we talk? Yeah. And like she starts like whispering to Tiffany. And he's like, I like said, let, you know, time to vote. So did anything actually change from these conversations? And then this, it's frustrating because Deshaun and Shan start fighting again. 
and he's he's like i'm not you're doing it again you're like i'm not being heard and he's like but i don't want to get into it like it's fine like thumbs up like we'll, we'll go for this and it was, it was tense. I didn't like well, it. That's what happens is Heather whispers to Tiffany and then she goes over and talks to Erica, talks to someone else and says, Nasir. Shan and her people hear this and then Shan's like, she's she's going to vote Nasir. She's going to vote Nasir. Why don't we all vote Heather? At one point, Heather is like standing off with maybe like one or two other people mm-hmm. and collectively the whole group like eight of them or something are standing there and they're like oh no like let's just vote heather let's just vote heather and like and that's where like shan when she talks to her card and is like oh no she's saying nasir and he's like i don't want to do that and she's like but she's saying nasir and she's like i'm not gonna baby you yeah she's like i don't have time to baby you yeah and like which that was kind of she knew that's gonna upset him he is getting fed up but like at this point i'm just like is it gonna be xander or tiffany like is it heather like i just have no idea how this is gonna play out and that's kind of what happens one thing that's notable is though more than one time before the live tribal i can't remember who says it to him but i know after the live tribal ricard's like xander you oh my god you gotta play your idol and that is a hundred percent to flush it Oh yeah, and it was so transparent. I was like, Ricard, give it a rest. Give I it a rest. It was ballsy of Xander though. You oh yeah. You really don't you don't know. So that is very I don't I don't know if maybe he got he felt secure that they were gonna vote for someone else or if he thought it was Tiffany. Like I don't know what he thought, but that was a bold move to hold on to his idol. I mean, I thought it was pretty transparent what Ricard was doing. But yeah, no, it, it was bold. And also on Nazir's part as well, I thought. Yeah, I guess that's true if Ricard tells you to play your... But you know what, though? It really could be Xander, though. And they want him to play it no matter... I, I don't know. Because I guess, it, worst case, he goes home with an idol in his pocket. Yeah. I don't Souvenir. know. Souvenir. Yeah, so... Then they they vote. Well, um, before that, uh, Shan gives a, a nice little soundbite that everybody's been waiting for. She's like, "Jeff, it's Survivor Forty One. Drop the four, keep the one," uh, uh, implying that you know it's a new caliber of the game, and we're really yeah. at a new a new phase. And yeah, so it's time to vote. So I did not keep track of them. I, if you, would- I did, and I know who voted for each person, which I will share after. <laughs> Okay, let's go. I rewind it. I was I because I was so fucking confused. <laughs> like I did not understand who voted for who and why. Okay. So we have Xander, Xander, Heather, Heather, Nasir. What? Tiffany, 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 Tiffany. So I personally. I feel like they would have been just fine actually getting rid of Heather at that point, but Deshaun didn't want to. So I don't know if there's something we didn't see where Shan, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like we saw eight of them saying they were going to vote for Heather. So where was the conversation that they all coordinated to not? Where, where did these votes come from? So like, let me break down who voted for who. So the ones that voted for Tiffany were Erica, Shan, Leanna, Ricard and Deshaun. Nasir voted 
for Xander and Danny voted for Xander. So I guess, I don't know if maybe the thought was if Xander played his idol for Tiffany, that was their backup, but the numbers really weren't that split. So that, that was a little confusing. Um, Evie and Tiffany voted for Heather and Xander voted for Nasir. So the, the Nasir vote is kind of what threw me, you know what I mean? Like it, this live tribal really, I would, I would really like to know what the actual plan was going into it. Me too. It's, it was it was really confusing. Uh, I, I am sad to see Tiffany go. I think she'll be a fun juror. She's excited about it. I appreciate her good attitude. Yeah. Leaving. And like, she's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like happy to be juror number one. Like, oh, like, yeah, it's fun. Good attitude. Yeah. No. Go, en- go enjoy yourself on Ponderosa. Yeah. I am, I am sad to see her go, but which I didn't think I would say. Like, look where I've come in these like past, you know, few weeks um but yeah this this vote was very confusing to me i think that what happened was probably they threw out the heather thing it might have it might have been happening but deshaun pulled it back and then they said let's go with the original plan and the original plan was throw most of them on tiffany some of them on xander xander probably got the memo that the that i don't know maybe xander thought they were voting for Nasir and what he wasn't too involved in those conversations about like it, it being Heather. Cause I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't, there's no point in even trying to wrap my head around it. Maybe one day, one of them will be a guest on the podcast and I can ask. Come on the show, everybody. Um, okay. Well, let's get into my favorite segment, luxury items. And now that we've talked this episode to death, I mean, whatever, we've been pretty breezy. Um, but we, I think we've said all there is to say. Uh, this is where we talk about what we're into outside of Survivor. I can go first this week. Um, uh, do, I forget. Do you, have you watched or do you watch the show Insecure? I started watching it like a couple years ago, but like I I watched the first season and then I just like didn't. Well, I, I want to watch it. I liked it when I watched it. But at this point, the final season's out. So knowing you may, you may, I mean, you could start it now and probably no because you watch things pretty fast you may as well wait until the final season's done yeah but it's i was gonna you're i'm like i have no doubt i can catch up but you're saying (laughs) i could like literally wait till the finale the week before and then catch up because i mean it's they're only like half hour episodes right yeah they're they're quick um and the it's the final season and i didn't even realize that it had started again that's like the rock that i live under now but there's three episodes out and we watched them all the past couple of days and it's, you know, it's it's like a really good show like i love that show so well, <laughs> i mean that's it it's pretty, it's pretty I'll simple definitely go back i mean at this point i'm definitely gonna have to just rewatch season one because wait are we gonna get into a fight about the sexiest man alive Oh my god, I will gladly get in a fight with you over this. I saw your Insta- Okay, Miss Lara over here. What did she post? She posted a picture of Paul Rudd's Sexiest Man Alive cover with some comment. What, did, what was your comment? I don't remember. I was like, truly, what were the requirements? Or yeah, like- yeah. Um, okay, okay, well, <laughs> do you know who else was on your side, by the way, is Matt. <laughs> oh, thank you, Matt. And like, also, I'm not- Amy was pretty passionate in group chat. And I look, I, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. I've already established what those hills are for me. They are Ted Lasso. 
they are Adam Driver being hot unconventionally. I don't think Adam Driver, I'm not saying Adam Driver is the sexiest man alive. That's rude that I just gagged, but like, I just don't like, I feel like I mostly only know him from girls and like, I just like, didn't see the appeal then. So it's just what I, I could spend a lot of time on this. So we should, who did you lump in with, with Adam Driver and Rami Malek. And who did you lump in with? We were talking about Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Okay. I'm like, who, who was the other? Pete Davidson. I, I can, I, I kind of like get it. I think he's like a great example. Like he's a lot of people think he's like truly ugly. I'm like, I think he's average looking, but I think it's like, it, he is like the prime example of how like being funny truly does make a person hot to you me. What's so funny about Pete Davidson. I was like thinking about this recently and i was trying to remember when it was i have been within feet of pete davidson me too kind of i went to a stand-up show at this like really small place and i was right by the stage and he was like right there but it was like before he was famous and it's like he was not known at all and like i just knew him because he was dating carly aquilino from girl code and i went to see her show and he, oh. opened, he opened for her I, I maybe it was jesse may peluso was the other like headliner and he i opened and i was like i was like oh this guy's funny it's her boyfriend and then like he was on snl and i was like oh my god like good for that guy good for him like that was going on dates with kim kardashian and like dating like do, a bunch of other hot women i could also talk about p davidson for a lot. i i liked him before a not not a lot of people. I mean, like, I didn't know who he was until he was on S- SNL. But, like, I would – like, I watched all of his, like, early stand-up stuff. And, like, to this day, there are, like, jokes that, like, stick in my mind. Like, he had, like this is one joke when he's, like I, – I went to college and then, like, all of the kids – like, he uh, – it's it's poor it's poor taste. I'm not going to say it. But he was just uh, – I don't know. But they, they, were, they were really funny. And – um uh, Matt and I, we saw him live in Philly at a smaller club, maybe like four or five years ago. It was when he was dating Cassie David, saw her there. Oh. And um, he wasn't very good. Mm. <laughs> like he was like, wor- you know, working stuff out. But it was just like, it wasn't working out. Like it wasn't that funny. He was pretty funny when I saw, like, I'm trying to think when it That's was. That's what I'm saying. I like, I think when he was first starting out, he was a lot more funny. I also was like super excited for that movie he did, the stat, the King of Staten Island. Yeah. Because I love Judd Apatow, obviously, but I also didn't think that was like anything to write home about. I didn't, I, I didn't see it. Like, I, yeah, I feel like early Pete Davidson, I was like into it. Like, after I saw him, like, I feel like I watched, like, I don't know, I feel like maybe mostly online. Like, I don't really pursue watching like comedy specials or like anything like that, but I feel like I. Like to them, but I was happy for him with SNL. I was like, oh, good for him. Like, I I, I just remember when he was just a, a young kid by like that. He's like not that much younger than me. But like, I just I don't know. I just remember seeing him. If the rumors are, I mean, like, good for him, even if it's just a PR stunt. Good for good for him. He's probably like he's probably loving it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like even just to hold hands with Kim Kardashian would yeah. be like, oh, my God, what, what lotion do you use? well and um i think good for pete davidson but i guess like our whole point was we were talking about paul rudd being the sexiest yes 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 okay so you made your comment which is fine like 
I'm not saying he's not sexy. I'm just like the sexiest. <laughs> but I think that they're definitely branching out because I feel like the sexiest man alive was always like a Brad Pitt or a George Clooney or like a Matt Damon. And then like recently they've been like a Blake Shelton, which like a lot of people disagree with, but my mom is not one of them. Like my mom who like buys people magazine, like probably still has a subscription is like, I fucking love Blake being the sexiest man alive. Like I don't, necessarily agree with that but i feel like they're kind of like i don't know like i just kind of appreciate that they're not just picking like a generic like super hottie and it's like i think paul rudd is so i just i just adore him and i i feel like he just adds so much to everything he's in but i feel like you were kind of just like where did this come from and i will tell you i feel like he is kind of like it's it's been he's been in our lives as kind of like a sidekick and not like necessarily like a leading man but i feel like there's the whole ant-man thing i think that a lot of people too in general are less these days less into like the brad pitt the bradley cooper yeah i feel like they're kind of who I, I think Bradley Cooper was a sexiest man alive. Yes, he was relatively relatively recently. I think that 20, 2011. Yeah. Oh wow, ten years ago, huh? Um, <laughs> ten year I, anniversary. I just feel like in general, who we are vocalizing as being like hot is not. I I keep saying Brad Pitt, George Clooney. Like I'm trying to think like who else is like their their caliber, you know, but. I feel like in general as a society, at least when it comes to men, like I feel like women like don't necessarily get the same grace. We're not like going for that typical like leading man. You know, and I'm all for that. Like, I mean, I was just advocating for the unconventional hotness of Adam Driver. Like I am on board to deviate from the stereotypical Hollywood hottie. I, I just, I'm sorry. It wouldn't have been my first choice. Like, it just wouldn't – I just – but it's fine. I just I, love it, and I'm so happy for him. And, like, I just like he takes everything – okay, did you happen to watch? Because I saw someone on Instagram – I think it was Lucy on the ground – was like, oh, man, I wish that I would have watched this last night. So he did this whole, like, sketch on The Colbert Show. It wasn't him. It was, like, a pre-recorded thing about The Sexiest Man Alive. And it was Stephen Colbert was like, I did my, I did my research and it was like the LS, um, SC Institute of Sexiness or something like the late show, Stephen Colbert Institute of Sexiness. And it's like, he brought Paul Rudd in and it was just like this whole like sketch about him like interviewing and then ultimately passing the test. And like, it, it was just really funny. I, so I don't know. I'm I'm happy for him. Like it was like leaked re- recently. Like New York Post was like, Chris Evans is your sexiest man alive, and I was like, he is very sexy. Like I'm not denying that, but like I just I don't know. I appreciate the switch up and like, just like he has a lot of projects coming out, and I definitely think that plays into stuff too. Absolutely. I mean, I oh man, that would be like my dream job is like to choose to be in those meetings where people are like duking it out. I'm I'm scrolling through the sexiest man alive issues Jeff Probst. now. 
Jeff, Brad Pitt was won it twice. I think George Clooney did too. Um, I don't know. It's hard to keep track. There's pictures, and I don't have like a there, straight there's list. A few, there's a few that that have won it more than once. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Ryan Gosling turned it down. Yeah, he didn't make the list. It's funny when I saw Paul Rudd. I mean, well, Matt, the comment Matt made was he was like, he doesn't age. He still looks like he's in his 20s. And he, to me, is somebody, I don't know. I don't I don't know why I feel the need to put, like, these men. I'm such, like, a, I'm such a pig. Like, I'm, like, I have these categories for them. But to me, Paul Rudd is, like, kind of like a Ryan Reynolds type. And maybe it's, like, oh, they're both just, like, guys with short brown hair who are in Marvel movies and, like, look good for their age. But Ryan Reynolds uh, won in 2010, so. I think Paul Rudd, like, too, and I was, like, I just feel like he, like, has, like, a boyish quality and, like, he's, like, 5'10". I, I looked I looked it up because I feel like, I don't know if, like, something in the, like, Stephen Colbert, like, sketch made me, like, be like, oh, like, how how tall is he? And, like, they, like, I don't know. I just, I was, like, looking, looking some stuff up and I'm, like, I don't know. I just like that, like. He's 52. Wow. Yeah. He does look. He does look good for his age. He looks fantastic. And I just love him. And I just, I don't know. I just think he's a sweet angel. And like, I feel like I look at him and it's like, oh, you could date Brad Pitt or you could date Paul Rudd. I mean, well, Brad, Brad is technically single now, but like Paul Rudd has been married to his wife that like worked at his agent's office or something. He met her there in 2003 or something. And or, no, or like in the 90s he met her after like pretty much just like right after he did clueless like wasn't a big name and he's like still with like i'm like i would god forbid like anything happen with him, i would want to date paul rudd not brad pitt so like i like him being the sexiest man alive i, don't know. I like i said i'm standing down it's not the hill i want to die on yeah okay what's your luxury item is it just paul rudd paul rudd is my luxury item um I'm tr- I I really have not watched anything. I am catching up on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I found that it was very hard just since I'm used to binging Housewives. It's like tough to watch an episode every- just like one a week. So I like saved them up because this Andy Cohen said that these two episodes, which is the one that aired Sunday and then the one that will air this Sunday is like some of like the best like tv that bravo's like ever aired or like something crazy because like jen shaw who's one of the real housewives literally they're going to go on one of their girls trips and they are like in their the like the fancy black bus it's not a limo Mm -hmm. it's not a full party bus but it's like basically like a bus with a stripper pole but smaller they're like sitting there in the parking lot of one of the housewives business getting ready to go on the trip and Jen gets a call and straight up lies and says her husband is in the hospital or something with internal bleeding and she needs to go. And then the department of Homeland security shows up literally looking for her to arrest her on air on Bravo's cameras. That's amazing. And it's like a hundred percent real. Like it's, it's crazy. I mean, then, then they're all like, someone had to tell them and i'm like well i think if the department of homeland security wanted to know they could call bravo and find out like if they're filming but it's just i i I actually didn't even get to that part but it was in the first episode like they opened the season with that like it's going to be coming later so i started catching up on that like i 
I really like it. I feel like they had like a really good rookie season last year. And I feel like I that would be good for me to start with because like it's just one like I don't have a lot to catch yeah. up. Yeah, no, and the, there are some interesting characters. Like very like it's it's very interesting because it's in Salt Lake City, so like you think you know of Mormonism, but actually, so Meredith is Jewish. Then Lisa was born into like you know her family like was jewish but now she is a mormon heather grew up mormon and ended up getting divorced and is now like not in the faith at all anymore and like gets like judged by people like she's not a good mormon because she got divorced like she just like married this guy from college and then whitney she ended up getting divorced too and her and her husband got married and I think they had an affair or something. So they're like excommunicated from the Mormon church. And Mary is a Christian pastor who was married to her step-grandfather after her grandma passed away. And Jen is Muslim. Hmm. So it's like very like, it's interesting in that way. So Maybe I'll check it out. I remember that time in my life fondly when we were binging mm. Real Housewives of New York. I need to get, like, I will say, it's very hard for me to, like, binge old um, seasons of franchises I have not seen yet when other ones are live and I'm trying to keep up on them. Like, Beverly Hills this season, like, really had my t- had me on my toes. Like, I caught up to Beverly Hills, like, shortly after it was going to... I think it premiered in May and I probably maybe finished in like June or something and I caught up and it like really captured my attention because again, legal drama with Erica Jane. But now that Potomac is wrapping up and Salt Lake City should be wrapping up soon, I can like go on a housewife's journey and like resume watching Atlanta or something. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that's, that's been fun. But otherwise I don't know. I, I did this about a year ago I, for some reason, felt compelled to watch old seasons of The Challenge again. So I'm, like, kind of watching them when I feel like it. Nice. Always yeah. a classic. On pa- on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we will leave you with that. And next week might be – I mean, I whatever. I put the last episode out on, like, Saturday, I think, or Sunday. <laughs> but next week's might be late because you have, you have a work trip. So Yeah, so – who knows like we might ask him before this gets released or maybe not but if for some reason my work trip like does me dirty and by that I just mean like I'm mentally like fatigued by it or something we can't figure out a time to record we may ask maybe Brian to like be a guest host to fill in yeah be fun so we'll we'll see Brian if you're interested you know you know where to find us at uh, I'm on the show (laughs) idle chatter podcast on on Instagram I, I love that sometimes on Twitter Brian slide into our DM I love that sometimes them. sometimes Brian will send stuff to our idle chatter Gmail and then he'll be like you need to check your Gmail and I'm like I'm not ch- <laughs> oh my god I love it These are I check fans. it roughly once a year but it's isn't it, isn't it nice to have a, have a fan and a support system uh-huh idle chatter pod at gmail.com yeah. send us an email we might check it just kidding we'll try check it more you can send us an email you can also uh hit us up on instagram or twitter idle chatter pod and idle chatter podcast 
Um, and otherwise, you can just join us here to listen every week. We will be here until the bitter end of season 41. Yeah. Hope, maybe it won't be bitter. Maybe it'll be triumphant. We'll, you know we'll, there's going to be somebody who's bitter, though. always going to be a bitter juror. And, like, I believe that it's going to be... Oh, that's a fun question. Who? Oh, yeah. If they're on the jury, who's a bitter juror? Ricard. <laughs> I can see, depending on who screws him over, though. Um, I'm getting will, strong. Go he, ahead. He will be bitter towards Shan if she makes it to the end and he's on the jury. I am getting strong read evil stepmother speech vibes from Ricard. I could see it. Depending on the person, though. Like, I feel like certain people that if they made it to the end that they didn't have allegiance to Ricard he like you know what I mean I feel like but I feel like if someone does him dirty that he was working with he's not going to stand for that and I would love to watch it on TV I could see Deshaun being bitter I could see I don't know I mean everybody's I think Tiffany's going to be funny I could see it's funny, like after Heather's power play tonight, like that she that she tried to pull off, I feel like she seems quiet because she hasn't gotten airtime. But like, I could see Heather maybe being like, "Oh, you didn't, you know, like." Yeah, you're so right. I could see that too. Well, it'll be fun to find out if we're right. I feel like uh, overall, it's a pretty nice cast. I don't think it's going to be a vicious final tribal, but I've yeah, been wrong I mean- before. But we're all human and we're all bitter sometimes. I don't know. Like, I will say at this point, I literally have no idea what's... I feel like sometimes you get a vibe that someone's going to make it to the end. But, like, I don't know. I feel like they are they have a lot of tricks up their sleeves. And, like, maybe some people aren't getting a winner at it. They're getting a, you know, potential, like, target at it. We're going to get to the end and Jeff's going to be like, Surprise, it's a final five. (laughs) What if they do a final two? Pick a stone to see who wins. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Well, how hype he is at the reunion. I can't wait. It's gonna be so excited. I can't wait to see what he wears. (laughs) Oh my god. I if I had to guess a nice sweater. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good week, everybody. Thank you for stopping by. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.